Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by Avril and Avril is an emotional well-being and resilience coach helping burned out high achievers design a bounce forward roadmap that answers where do I go from here. She believes that burnout is a gateway to reconnecting with one's self-worth and crafting a meaningful life. It is possible to achieve and succeed without sacrificing your health and well-being. And you know, there's such synergy in what we can talk about with that as well. Avril, great to have you on today's podcast. Welcome. Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's lovely to be here. Now, in the booking information, you, you've put something in additional information here. So I just want to cover that before we start talking about what coffee we're drinking and what very... Uh, luxurious coffee you're drinking at a moment but you say here sometimes rest is the work Mm -hmm. reframing rest and types of rest and bouncing forward from burnout requires a new internal blueprint Mm self-compassion looking after yourself and you know I, i i had a burnout probably about 20 years ago and i'd been working really hard playing really hard as well and i went to canada uh, went for a few weeks at Christmas, came back, got a really bad cold, couldn't shake the cold off and found myself not being able to concentrate, not being able to focus. Mm. Went to see the doctor thinking he could probably give me some antibiotics and he said, you've got pneumonia. I'm going to rush you into yeah. hospital. And it took me a month to recover. I was a month in bed recovering from pneumonia. And for me, that's when I realised that what I was doing, at the hope that one day, I would have a business that was successful and I could walk away from. Mm. I was sacrificing that health and well-being. Yeah. And I decided why, whilst I felt like I was drowning in bed, uh, and it literally, you know, if anybody's ever had pneumonia, that's, it feels like either somebody sat on your chest or you're drowning. Sure. I decided then and then that life was never going to be the same again. I think there's a great mm-hmm. song by Hadaway, which is a great <laughs> song for that. Life will never be the same again. Tony Robbins plays it at all his events. But yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, you've got to look after yourself, haven't you? You've got to see rest as something that is part of your mission to complete as part of that work process. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that. And that that, that probably gives you a little bit of a frame of why I'm so interested in what you're going to talk about today uh, as well. So before we get into that in a bit more detail, and I just want to share that with the listeners of what you've put there, because I think that's so important. Tell us about the coffee that you're drinking today and why. So I'm drinking a coconut latte. Mm -hmm. Um, It might sound like a fancy coffee. Mm -hmm. It does. (laughs) But since since I'm home today, I've actually made it from an instant mix. But typically if I'm out and about, I will get a flat white with coconut milk. Anything with my coffee with coconut milk is an absolute treat. Um, And I... I usually have this because coconut milk reminds me of uh, of the west coast of India where I grew up, and I usually get to solo coffee with coconut milk, and it helps me slow down, 
be more present in the moment. It's usually something I take when I'm going for a walk. So I thought it would be uh, a nice treat to bring to our conversation today. Um, yeah, yeah. Been but yeah. And, and the reason I think it's very posh, and I'm glad you said about you know where it takes you back to, because coconut for me is exotic. It makes me think about paradise. It makes me think, you know, I know some people think about coconut water, coconut milk as oh, it's just something in a carton. But for me, it's that fresh coconut. It's being on that exotic beach, you know, sipping a cocktail out of a coconut is even better. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I always remember going uh, many years ago in Dominican Republic, we went on a rum runner trip. And we went off in a 4 four with about 10 other people. And we sat in the back of this huge 4 for and all the way through the guy just picked coconuts off the trees as we drove by wow. them, yeah. sliced the top off them with this huge machete and then just poured Bacardi and Ooh, into the fresh coconut milk. It was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. So when you said coconut latte, that it took me back to that place of, you know, paradise and, and such an exotic place as well. So yeah. quick quick question for you on the coconut milk. Sure. Is it something that you drink by taste or is it more by by choice? Um, it's a bit of both, um, okay. I would say. Um, the, the taste, for sure, that's the, the primary thing for me. Because um, I've tried my coffee with, with other things, with hazelnut, with almond, etc. But it's, it's the coconut milk. And, you know, you're talking about cocktails and things as well. <laughs> How wonderful yeah. to have one with coconut milk. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, primarily, primarily by taste, and yeah, I think by choice as well. You you mentioned about you know the that sort of sensory feeling of like what it transports me back to. It, I have mm. a very strong association with it. It feels it's a sense of home within me. Um, yeah. is, is how I would like to put it. So yeah, a little bit of both, I would yeah. say. And I, I think when it comes to alternative dairy products, and I don't know, listeners, mm -hmm. what you think about these. Uh, I know my wife Angela. She's uh, she she suffers a little bit with some digestive issues, and so she tries not to have too much dairy. Uh, mm. She's not dairy intolerant, but she certainly um, is heading that way uh, year by year. And she goes more for the, the the soy milk. She tried oat milk, but the taste wasn't good. So the choice mm. of having dairy free was that, but the taste actually sort of put her away from that. And and I can't think that she's actually tried coconut milk. Yeah, we you know the soya, the the oat, the almond, um, yeah. but yeah, coconut is something that uh, I'm not quite yeah. sure she's giving a try. So yeah, definitely going to try that. We're, we're about to go off on a week's holiday uh, nice. tomorrow as we're recording this, so uh, we'll perhaps I'll get her to taste a bit of coconut milk uh, coffee while she's there. Sure. So so what's your favourite type of coffee? You know, you say you've got the instant uh, now, which yeah. I didn't realise you could get instant like that, but. Um, what, what's a favourite bean or what's a favourite brand of coffee? We're always open up for sponsorship on this programme, as people always say, jokingly. Um, but what's your favourite coffee? So my favourite type of coffee, the one I get all the time, is a flat white. Um, I love that, you know, it's this little, it's just beautiful. And th and when I discovered it with the coconut milk, I was like, oh, there's no going back. Um, if I'm not having a flat white, if I'm on a, let's say if I'm on a flight, whenever I'm flying for some reason, I always have a black coffee and it would almost always be a black Americano. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, those are typically mine. I'm not partial to any specific brands, but uh, I would always typically get my coconut flat white from Cafe Nero's. Uh, they, they tend right. to do it well. Um, I live in Whitstable, which is on the southeast coast of, 
England and there's a lovely cafe there and I'm happy to give it a shout out called Whitstable yeah. Coffee Company and they do the most amazing coffee so I often pop in there for um, a black Americano um, and it's just super yummy so yeah that's that's my kind of coffee so it slows let, me down let's give a shout out to the to the cafe again the coffee shop <laughs> yeah Whitstable Coffee Company yeah, it's on the Whitstable High Street. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. There you go. So any listeners are in that area or you're travelling to that area, go there and say, Avril sent me. I heard her on a podcast. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. In all the... I mean, it's, it's coming up to a year and a half since I've been doing this podcast. Uh, and I've mentioned it to several, several coffee shops and people who uh, roast okay. coffee as well. I've not had anybody who actually does coffee for a living and a profession on the podcast and how good would that be to actually have somebody who does coffee on the podcast absolutely yeah that'd be yeah. so good so thinking about your your own business and you know you you talked about you know helping high achievers design that bounce forward roadmap uh, that answers that question of where do i go from here just yeah. give us a little bit of an idea of the purpose behind that I, I i sense there's a little bit of a backstory into why you help people with that so share that with us if you're yeah. able to yes it started very much and it's grounded very much in my own journey and it took me a while you know bringing it to the business part, part of things it took me a while to niche down completely and to embrace this now you know there's there's enough of us coaches out there and there's there's enough of work to do around prevention and you know beating burnout even before you kind of come to it um and the journey that i was on and the journey that many of my clients are on is they've arrived at that point burnout has happened and so that's the point at which there's the where, where do i go from here was the question i found myself confronted with and i find many of my clients because the question isn't going do i now get better so I can get back on my feet and get back into work again or do all of the things again. The where do I go from here is, 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 is almost a spiritual question, but it's looking within to go, how do I redesign my life? And one of the, the, you know, some of the, the wonderful things that my clients share with me and it was also part of my journey was the question many people found themselves asking during that journey of burnout is, could this be any different for me? Can work be any different for me? Can yeah. life be any different? And in some of the, if I might use the word pain that my clients shared with me, and also in, in some of the market research I've done, people, you know, they, they, they said the question that they found was, could my life be any different? Could I rewrite the script? Or is it always going to be this way? And actually, yeah. they had been in burnout. This was certainly true for me in that burnout process for a long time but we're not necessarily recognizing the symptoms or we're not recognizing that's happening and so we are using not really sustainable self-care oh I'll, you know I'll, I'll, I'll put a face mask on i get the glass of wine not really sustainable self-care and like just trying to keep on that wheel and keep going mm -hmm. and so that point at which that i work with my clients is the point at which they've come through the other side and there is a recognition that there has to be a completely different blueprint, both within, so that it then manifests outwards. And so the, the bounce forward roadmap, and this is the other part about burnout, is when we come through the, the other side, there's another recognition that 
some foundations have completely crumbled. Everything we knew, all of the beliefs we had about what it means to be successful and what it means to keep going, those foundations no longer serve us. And that's why we've reached this point. And so the bouncing forward is a complete rewiring of the brain, of the beliefs, and setting up some foundations, new foundations that really hold. And so building that way forward based on these new foundations, it is a place of discomfort. Um, I sometimes refer to it in my marketing and also in my conversations as, as a wilderness season. It has a slightly biblical yeah. reference, but it is that place of huge growth. It is tremendous growth. And I often use, uh, for some, some of my clients who are, who are gardeners or are into gardening, that is very much, sometimes we've got to uproot some things and we've got yeah. to put them somewhere, we've got to plant new things. And so that post burnout phase, it is a huge, uh, it's a huge season of growth, yeah. but it is a recognition that the inside world is changing so that the outside world can yeah. be different. And it's interesting as, as you were talking there, you know, I think back to you know, where I started with, you know, lying there having pneumonia, I, I knew it had to be different, but I thought if I get well and just yeah. go back, I'm just going to be exactly where I am here in just months or, you know, perhaps a year or so's time. So I, I decided whilst I was lying there that I had to do something different. So I, you know, I was, you know, I got a business that was a construction business and I got a garden center. So it was a seven day week mm. set of businesses as well as well as a couple of other businesses and other than taking the trips away which were generally full-on trips as well you know lots of activity so it was re never really rest yeah, yeah I decided that I got to choose something on a Sunday mm. that made me stop and rest something that wasn't work wasn't activity mm. okay yeah it might have been walking or something like that but I had to find something to replace the busyness that I, I had. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I was interested when you said internal blueprint, because you know, I got the idea in my head, I got the blueprint in my head, but I then had to turn it into reality. Because I think too many times we yeah. sit there and we, we come up with things and we think we know what we need to do, but we don't manifest it into reality. Yeah. What would you say to those listeners that perhaps resonate with that and say, yeah, I've got some great ideas, but then they just drift off and they become something that never happens. Because turning that internal blueprint into yeah. something of reality, I think for the listeners will be something that's really important. I'd say two things. Um, one, as you were asking me that question, it just immediately came to mind. I think the first thing is start small. Mm. I think often enough, and this is why I work with high achievers and I'm, I'm a recovering overachiever, Often enough, that blueprint is a huge strategy and it will look like this. And, you know, we've turned it into a whole, the movie is a 180 of what the life was before. Yeah. And what I would recommend is start small and start to integrate into daily life versus it being a start and stop mechanism. Um, the thing I would build on to that is do the things that are already meaningful and enjoyable. Um, sometimes we can go too much the other way where we think we've got to start something completely new and reinvent our entire lives. That is one way of doing it. Yeah, but sure. maybe the first baby steps are we start small, we start with the things we enjoy. Like you mentioned, maybe it is the Sunday and maybe it is the gardening or it is coffee with a friend, something that's already there and noticing which of those things replenishes us in the way that matters to us. So it's not what somebody else is doing. It's not copying somebody else's 
formula or framework because yeah. every one of us will have has our own individual needs for our mind and for our body and so it's it's honoring those needs so i would say take just to summarize take those small steps do the things that you can integrate into into daily living or weekly living and i think that the last thing i want to add there is it's okay to ask for support <laughs> often enough we want right. to do this and we want well, to get I hope so because that's how you make your living so <laughs> <laughs> and me. <One> of... yeah. <laughs> absolutely and and the thing is we are surrounded by people who love us and want to support us whether that is our family and friends in maybe in our most immediate circle but also taking that forward to whether that's going to therapy whether that's approaching a coach uh, whether that's doing work in in sort of a community project sure. um it's finding those spaces in which we can drop into ourselves but also it makes it okay for us to take those baby steps so asking for help so that that internal blueprint, as you mentioned, it's not something that's just internal. We can manifest it into reality. So just before I ask you a little bit of you know what you've been working on in your own business, and you're giving us a, a great background there, but I'd love to know you know, ha, you know if there's something particularly that you've fixed or something that you've worked on. So I'll come to that question next. But when I introduced you, I mentioned that you're an emotional well-being and resilience coach, mm -hmm. and I think the word resilience when people hear it they listen to it but they perhaps don't connect with the meaning of it because there might be confusion about, about what resilience means it means one thing to one person yeah. what could you say to the listeners that is your definition of resilience that we can perhaps take away from today i love that question this is something i practice and this is part of the work that i do resilience is not I'll start with what it's not mm. to me. It's not, a, it's not a granite stone. It's not some sharp, rigid structure wall that we put around us and go, never again am I, am I ever going to face the challenges or be confronted with burnout and I'm not. No, that's resilience is like being a big, gigantic, beautiful tree. It's deeply rooted and it knows that when the, the winds come and the storm comes and the rains come, there is the resources internally in order to be able to weather what is coming. Um, I like to believe that resilience is not something that happens after the fact. I'm talking about, oh, I'm going to avoid something. In fact, it is proactive. It is intentional. Yeah, yeah. It's a building up of self, but constantly putting down those roots and constantly noticing even that when the challenges of life come, I like to use this reference again, it's, it might be pruning season. And maybe some things need to drop off that we've always done as quote unquote normal, yeah. but actually normal. And we've been talking about this, that normal needs to drop off. So I really think of resilience as think of it as building yourself up, but not because you're avoiding it, but because you're facing into what's coming. Um, and that is not just a source of strength for you, but it's also a source of strength for those around you and bringing people along with you. Yeah. So that's how I would define it. And I love the, the image of a tree as well. And I was thinking about an eye stock uh, image that I like to use in presentations. And it's got nothing to do with resilience, uh, this image. But it's a yeah. tree that literally, it must have been in a prevailing wind. Because the tree has gone up about two or three feet nearly a meter for those of us who are metric and then it's literally bent over horizontal in mm. the wind yeah but the only reason it's being able to do that is because of the strength in its roots 
Yeah. And I never thought about that. You know, that the image doesn't have any image of the roots. It just has, yeah. it has this tree that is a, is a right angle tree. But it can only actually do that and achieve that by being resilient to the wind because of yeah. the roots that are in the ground. Because weak roots, it would have just have fallen over. It yes. would have just blown away. But good yeah. roots, and over the years, it's it's bent with, with the wind. So, yeah, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about something you've worked on. What, what, what's what been exciting for you? What's been something you've overcome? What's been something you've fixed in your own business? I think for me, when I first started out, and this was a couple of years ago, I was very much, shall we say, distracted <laughs> by yeah. everything and everybody around me. Oh, that's what what success looks like. So constantly looking sideways while simultaneously, you know, trying to pull forwards in my own lane. And that that was very overwhelming and unhelpful because it didn't serve me and it didn't serve my clients. Um, and what if I think the key examples, and this is something I have had to overcome and, and fix more recently has been, I think when I first started and up until recently was, here's what my coaching services look like. Here's all of my coaching services. Trying to find people to buy the products and services I had and losing sight along the way of, hey, what am I, I'm here to serve and how am I serving? And so the biggest, I'll say there's two things. The biggest fix was me and looking again, doing the work with my coaches, even accessing therapy when I've needed to, but really doing the work with my coaches and looking at what are the beliefs I've been carrying into business? What are the beliefs of what I was told? Because I came from corporate to build my business. So what are those those certain ideas and mindset things that were normal, but that, that don't serve me here? Because I'm I'm the product, the service, the business owner in every role. Um, so I think it, it's always that continual journey of looking within and making sure that I get the support I need. And the second thing was to pivot and go, actually, when people are burned out, and this was certainly my experience and it is for my clients, when people are burned out, they are they are already overwhelmed. There's a lot happening within them. And the they are trying to make decisions around self-care and just putting one foot in front of the other. So trying to offer them lots of services and, hey, do you want to invest in six months of coaching? Agree, yeah. yeah. And so I had to I've I've actually pivoted that now and gone, hey, would you, you know, going back to some some of the other things we've been talking about. I can help you take that first step. So the thing I fix now is instead of going, you know, would you like to invest in, in three months of coaching? I'm like, would you like to spend two hours with me? Let's yeah. let's get you the support you need because right now what you need is probably to be listened to. You want to talk about how you got here and how you want to bounce forward. And so that pivot within me to, you know, finding the solutions for the people who need me and need it versus trying to, trying to do it the other way. So... It's been fun and it has been listening to my clients and doing the market research and listening to what people were asking for. Perfect, perfect. And I think listeners, Avril's mentioned something very, very important there. Uh, And I've said this before. If any of you are out there looking for a coach, looking for somebody to advise you, find one who has a coach themselves. Now, some people say, well, why does a coach need a coach? We all need somebody to hold us accountable increase our awareness and give us some education and to be somewhere. So why would we as coaches tell other business owners that they need a coach, i.e. us, and not have a coach ourselves? So listeners, if you if you are talking to anybody about having a coach or you perhaps you're going to reach out to, to Avro, etc., 
yeah, always go for somebody who's got a coach themselves, somebody who's walking the walk, because they see it from a perspective of being coached. So their perception of how they do business with you will be a two sort of a parallel vision. So that's really, really important. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's having that awareness and, you know, looking at yourself is, is definitely something that's important. So, and confusion loses sales. That's the other thing, isn't it? If you confuse yes. your purchasers too much and you try and give them too many layers, yeah, you lose the sale, definitely. Yeah. So what kind of difference has that made to you in what you've just said there of getting that focus on what it is, getting that first step? What kind of difference has that made to you and your business? What kind of difference do you think it's made to your, your clients and your prospects? Yeah, I'll answer that in, in with your second question. I think it speaks very directly and very clearly to that end end client. Um, because we're no longer going, hey, invest, etc. I think the challenge for me initially was I need to market this thing and sell these services, etc. The focus was in a different place. And if I might add, and as coaches, we do the work, it was coming from an ego place. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs that. That's not helping our clients. When the shift happened, and I'm I'm working through this continually, it's very clear. The moment I, I, I now have a conversation with someone, the invitation to them is, hey, we can we can do two hours. Would you like to do this? Or we can do this and we can have that breakthrough in two hours. Yeah. That makes it so much clearer to them. That makes it more accessible within themselves. They go, oh yes, I need support and I can, I can commit to this immediately. And I want the help. Um, many, in, in some of the market research I've done and also with the clients I spoke to, many of them, they are helping everything and everybody around them. They're delivering all of the results. And at the point of burnout, they're not asking for help. They've suddenly yeah. gone, oh, I don't really deserve the help I'm giving everybody. And so for me, once this shift has happened and this fix has come into place, more and more people are going, yep. And so, yes, there are more client conversations. There are more, and it's easier for them to commit versus going, yeah, I'll come back and think about this and maybe I can't afford it. You know, all of the, the other excuses. Yeah. People go, yep, right now, please help me right now. And from there, it's leading people down to, oh, yes, I might like to invest with you for the next few months. Let's keep this journey going. So, and, and, yeah, and so we were talking uh, before the recording started. Um, yeah, obviously, one of my aims of this podcast is to get my hero authors on there. And Daniel Priestley, we were talking about, has a book called mm. Oversubscribed. And mm. I think part of that. Uh, process of the red rope as he talks about you know that people queue up outside the nightclub behind mm. the red rope even though there's probably nobody inside the nightclub or nobody inside the store because they feel there's a queue outside i want to get in yeah. and it is about being invited in isn't it and in yes. doing it the way you're doing it you're creating this inviting them in and then they make the decision whether to come in but there also is an element as you as a person that is selling the product that yeah. this isn't something that's a given. I'm not going to give you access to everything because I want to make sure this yes. is right for you and also yeah. that it's right for me. So I'll yeah. invite you in if if you are a good fit. You know, you think about the nightclub <laughs> and you think about you know that letting people in. It's determining that they are right. You know, are they properly dressed, properly behaved? Are they fit to come into my store? Yeah. And if they are, then you can do the invite, can't you? Because you, we, as coaches, we have to be confident that we can help people. Otherwise, Absolutely. we won't serve them, as you mentioned earlier on. And I think yeah. as an industry, we've been pretty bad at that over the years. 
of selling to people and then knowing that we're not going to really be able to help them and serve them, but we yeah. just chase the money. And, and that yeah. that's something that I know you nor I are keen to do. So, um, so thank you for answering that. Sure. Second part of the question then was, what difference has it made to you? Do you think? Yeah. You know, what what kind of have you seen more people reaching out? Have you seen people saying, "Yeah, that's great. I, I want the two hours, but tell me more about what what the bigger program is," because that's what. Yeah. yeah when I've done something like, that, I've seen people. No, no, I, I don't just want that. Please tell me about the you know, the full program that you have. What kind of difference has it made to you? It's, it's made the difference of the yes and the yes. Um, and by that, I mean, the yes is almost always to the first step. Yes, I would like I would like to be helped. Yeah. Can you help me? And if we do this piece of work, etc. And in that in that I call them strategic intensive. So they're typically 90 minutes to two hours. And in that we'll talk about I'm very transparent that, you know, we will be talking about how else you can work with me should you decide to move forward. And the second yes almost always comes through in that in that uh, sure. strategic intensive, but it allows them to experience the impact of what it means to be coached, of what it means to be, you know, to have that space held for you to have the breakthroughs. And so there will be, there's usually like a month before they will start the three month or the six month program. But the difference is made to me from before. I think before the pressure was on, oh, I've got all of these three month offers and three month services, and I need to continue to to use the word sell and my come from a 20 year yeah. marketing career but there wasn't any fun in that and the moment i pivoted to hey this is a quick way for me and my clients to work together to collaborate and help each other it became so much more fun for me it yeah. took out the icky salesy bit now when it's the conversations are very much about connection and collaboration and and that became easier and then i think i almost go in with that intention of hey here's here's the path forward if you would like to continue. So I like I like to think of it as the yes and the yes, but it's yeah. definitely created fun for me in my business. It's interesting you said icky there, and I know that's <laughs> that's the word from uh, the networking that I think we met at. Uh, and, yeah. and I've got another thing as well, cringeworthy. Yeah, there are things that make me cringe, yeah. you know, and there are some tactics that make me cringe in the way that sometimes we, we interact with people during the sales post process, which are cringeworthy. So icky and cringeworthy i think they're, they both have similar meanings so, so you've given us an in, insight into into your business and uh and the difference that's made and i really appreciate that because i think the listeners will have taken some real value from what you've just talked about already and i'm going to ask you to share a tip a lesson that the listeners can take away just just to give us something extra but before i do that just tell us how we can connect with you how we can reach out to you you know listeners i suggest that you do you know this is a coach who has a coaches um so yeah that ticks a box in in my opinion so where can people go to connect with you and find out more about you sure so the quickest and easiest way to find me is on linkedin um as my name avril lobo um if you look for me as an emotional well-being and resilience coach um i also have a website which is coached by avril.com um, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you will be able to access it from there as well. Um, that will give you information in terms of, um, you know, the, the types of clients I work with. Uh, you might identify yourself in the journey, in my story. So there's testimonials yeah. there. So there's there's information that might help you make a decision on whether you'd like to have a conversation with me. So yeah. And take that first steps. step, the first yes. Yeah. The first baby step, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, on the site Coach by Avron, I love websites that have great mm-hmm. simple names. You can, we can all remember that, can't we, listeners? Coached by Avron. Uh, and and your surname is is Avril Lobo. So that's L O B O. Just just if anybody's searching for you on LinkedIn. But on the website mm-hmm. is are there resources? You know, if I just go and have a look, is are there things that I might want to be signposted to? Is there anything you can say? Yeah, take a look at this or grab a copy of that or what, what would we look for on the website? There's more digital resources coming soon, but I would say just as a quick pit stop, look at my blog. Um, one of the pieces that I'm trying to do on there is to help people understand what it means to work with a life coach and specifically what is the difference between coaching and the other therapeutic interventions like counseling and therapy. Um, it is not uncommon for clients to arrive thinking that coaching is um, a replacement for counseling and therapy, which it is not. So uh, my blog will have it has resources, articles on burnout resilience, lots of actionable um, articles on there. So and there'll be more digital resources coming. So definitely right. head to my website for my blog. Right. Yeah. So I know, listeners, this is slightly off piste when it comes to uh, the podcast, but I always like to send out newsletters with reference to other people's blogs and articles and share them am i okay to sort of share some of yours is that would that be okay with my with my list? Great. do that then. yeah so back to the podcast then thanks listeners for that little bit of a interval there so if you could give the listeners a lesson a tip something that they can take from today's podcast that they can do something with that they can take from being a blueprint perhaps in their mind to something that they can take action on what would you like to share with the listeners today Avril I'm going to bring it back to um in the notes with yourself and you've mentioned it about rest and the thing I want to say is integrate rest as part of your everyday life because it is part of high performance um rest is not necessarily an on-off switch so when we reframe rest It is not something that we have to stop doing all of the things we do or we have to stop achieving in order to rest. No, it can very much be a proactive, intentional choice. Um, Also thinking about the types of rest that replenish you. You know, sleep is one type of rest. And I think often enough when people go rest, they go, oh, no, no. And that kind of sleep is only one type of rest. But connecting with the people you love or meaningful connection is another type. They're spiritual, creative. So Think about what are those things. Maybe you're already doing them and lean into them. Uh, Be proactive, be intentional. The reason I say that is we don't have to get to burnout and be right through that process to go, oh, now now what do I do? But we can, as a sort of protective factor, start to build that in. Um, Rest allows us to also reflect on the direction that we're traveling in, the goals, the values. And I specifically want to say that to high achievers. We we keep we we are moving it's what drives us and that's what we're great at but rest also allows us to reflect and go am i am i still on this in the same direction or do i need something else um so it is it is part of honoring yourself so integrate rest take small steps start with what you love and then grow from there yeah. um, that's that's what i wanted to share yeah. in your practical terms. and you you took me back to actually a yoga class i used to and i haven't been to it for years but uh, Greg, the, the guy who used to take the yoga, used to spend literally 15 minutes out of the hour lying down, concentrating on the breathing and clearing and emptying the mind. So before we got into all the, the poses and everything else, and that for me, just emptying the mind and you could feel the body sinking mm-hmm. into the ground and relaxing and the arch in the back slowly dropping as you 
focus more on the breathing and just got rid of that busyness of the head, particularly after I've been going all day, that for me was really restful because it just stopped my mind spinning and spinning and spinning. And uh, yeah, some of the things I used to think about afterwards, I think, oh, yeah, I've got a great idea with that because the mind had stopped and allowed it just to reset a little bit. So yeah, it's a great tip. Um, And don't feel guilty about it, listeners, as well. Rest is not Mm. something you should feel guilty about. I think a lot of people feel guilty that other people are working really hard, so I shouldn't, I, I, I I don't need to rest. If you're the business owner, you are doing a disservice to your employees and your team if you're not looking after yourself and taking that rest. So don't feel guilty about it. Feel guilty about not resting because you're not you're not going to serve your your team and your people well so final question then avril if you were to have your next coconut latte uh in a a dream location and you've got one of your favorite books there okay so you're on the west coast of india i think you said west coast Mm -hmm. Uh, and you've got you're having that coffee and you're just having some rest and perhaps reading a book, what would your dream book, what would be your favorite book that you'd be reading? So I'll, I'll give a big shout out to a book that's made a big difference to me. And it's also the work I've done. It's Nader Dubab's Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Uh, Nader Dubab is a American psychotherapist. Um, she's also available on, on Instagram. And the book makes beautiful and brilliant points. I've reached for it many times and that's why I want to recommend it. I will dip into it and really yeah. about what it means to set boundaries, but how it's it's about honoring oneself. Um, so yeah, that that would be my coconut coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that book. So yeah, I highly recommend. Great. Well, you're giving us a, a picture of uh, paradise, a great drink, <laughs> and a great book to read. No, we can't get much better than that, can we? So mm-hmm. thank you so much for giving us value. Thank you for reminding us of the importance of looking after ourselves and and taking that time and rest and avoiding uh, perhaps further burnouts. But also, I think it's important that you mentioned sometimes burnouts can be a gateway to reconnecting and making that pivot and making that change, as as you said, with yourself as well. And certainly for me, that was a, a big that was a big pivot at that point. So thank you very much for giving your time. It's always appreciated and bringing such a different aspect of a topic to us as well today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Simon. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. And listeners, uh, it's important now that you go away and you do something with what you've heard. So think about how you can use what you've heard Avril talk about today. Think about that tip of working at rest and making sure you've got that rest and bouncing forward from that burnout. Okay, and getting that internal blueprint set. Go and check out Avril at coachedbyavril.com. What a great website to remember, coachedbyavril.com. Can't say that enough. And as always, let us have a review. Tell us what difference this has made to you and tell us perhaps some story. Perhaps, you know, as we shared stories today, perhaps you can share a story of how this podcast has made a difference to your life. That's how you can uh, respect the time that we've given you today by telling us the difference that it's made to you. I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.